Sunday isn't only for NFL. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. We're going to be talking about the five-game NBA slates uh, on Sunday. Yes, I will be grinding both NFL and NBA. If you guys are new, uh, I cover content for the fantasy sports and for player prop sites, take prize picks, underdog, and parlay play. Uh, guys, your sponsor of the video is Prize Picks. If you guys are not on Prize Picks, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. It'll be linked down below. Highly, highly recommend it. I've had a lot of fun on Prize Picks over the years and I've made a lot of money. Uh, but it's a player prop site where you have to, uh, you can play two, three, four, five, up to six player props. You want up to 25X your money. So again, if you guys are not on Prize Picks, use the code DKDFS. Would greatly appreciate that. Help support the channel. And if you guys are looking for more content uh, for DFS or for uh, prop stuff, you can check my Patreon link down below. We've had a really good month of October, and uh, yeah, see if we can keep it going. So I'm currently recording this video early. I'm recording this uh, 4 p.m. on Saturday, so before the Saturday slate even starts because I'm not going to be able to make a video tonight. So if any late-breaking news comes out for these games, uh, it won't be covered in this video. I'm going to schedule to upload this uh, probably around 8 or 9 p.m. tonight. Uh, but but uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Again, I'm recording this video very early uh, Again, Saturday, 4 p.m. Okay, so let's talk about, uh, let's just get right into it. We'll start off with Atlanta, Milwaukee. So for Atlanta, uh, they haven't looked great to start the year, but we kind of know where the offense is running through, right? So two guards and Trey Young and then DeJounte Murray. Uh, Trey Young, you know, has not shot the best to start the season, four of 19, four of 16, but he's still averaging about 40 fancy points a game. And what I always say with Trey Young is, yeah, he, he does have a relatively low floor, but the ceiling is pretty high in him. Like if he's really getting it going like this guy can go for 60 plus fancy points so i always like the ceiling on trey young i think if you factor in salary Dejounte murray is a little bit safer but like i don't i think he's just kind of just like priced about right maybe like a little bit underpriced but yeah i'm not super high on either guard i will say though i do like the upside in trey young the center position will be split between capella and okongwu uh, capella playing close to that 30 minute mark uh i think i do give the edge to him over okongwu but if something happens to Capella, you get some foul trouble. A 3.5K Okongu, I actually think is a pretty safe value play. But he's not going to kill you. He'll probably play close to that 20-minute mark. And if you do get like Capella foul trouble or something weird happens, Okongu could have a really good game for his salary. So he's he is interesting to me at that price point. And then you have a lot of like wings that look pretty similar to me. of Bogdanovich, Jalen Johnson, DeAndre Hunter, Sadiq Bay. I will say Johnson's a guy I'm, I'm pretty high on for this year, uh, and he's been coming off the bench, but he's played like 30 minutes now the first couple of games. He's a good point-per-minute guy. He can stuff the stat sheet. I would say he's probably my favorite. I think the only thing I'm worried about with Jalen Johnson here is I think he's going to be matched up with Giannis at times. So there could be some foul trouble risk with him. Yeah, Bogdanovich, he's playing like mid-20s minutes. Mm, kind of hard for me to prioritize him. Hunter and Bay, they've been both up and down to start the season, but both guys do have a ceiling. It's just, I don't know, these Atlanta wings look similar to like the Kings wings where I always have a kind of a tough time picking between the two or picking between them. Uh, so yeah, and then AJ Griffin around on the rotation, he'll play a little bit, but not enough for me to get to him. Okay, so talking Milwaukee, Chris Milton is out due to rest. Uh, again, not a surprise, right? They said they're going to kind of limit his minutes early. Now, I think it's probably going to be Pat Connaughton that picks up a start for Middleton. They could go to Jay Crowder too. They could go to Beauchamp. They have a few options, but my best guess is that Pat Connaughton picks up a start for Middleton. Now, with Middleton out, even though he wasn't going to play a ton, usage bumped to Lillard and Giannis. Uh, Giannis at 10-6, uh, I think, is, is one of the safer spin-ups on the board. Uh, kind of had a off game, to be honest, uh, in 35 minutes, had seven turnovers. I was a bit tilted. He hooked me. I took his over fantasy score, and again, almost a triple-double with turnovers is just out of this world. 
Uh, Dane Bullard had a huge game in his opening night. Um, I feel like he is a bit overpriced and Giannis is a bit underpriced. So I know Dame outscored Giannis last game, but I'm just going to pick Giannis at you know similar price point over Dame all day long. So give me Giannis over Dame. Not saying you can't play Dame. I think Dame still has a ceiling. We saw it last game. But if they're close enough in price, I'm just going to go to Giannis every time. Brooke Lopez is 5'7". I think he's pretty safe. Uh, you know, started the game off strong and then did nothing uh, the rest of the game. Dealt with a little bit of foul trouble. I think he's reasonable. You will see those pop-off games from Brooke Lopez here and there. Those games where he has like three, four blocks, knocks down a few threes. So the ceiling is still there with Lopez, even though it's kind of dusty at this point in his career. My boy Bobby Portis is always a fine tournament play. I'm expecting around 20 minutes from him. Uh, good point per minute guy. Uh, maybe, you know, someone gets in foul trouble, he could see a little bit more run. Malik Beasley's 4.8K, played 31 minutes in his first game. Uh, again, he's going to have some open shots. He's not going to be a super high usage player, but he's not out of play. Campaign did not play as much as I thought he did, only, or thought he would. He only played nine minutes, so can't go to Campaign. Honiton, if he starts, I think is a pretty safe value play. would expect, you know, mid to high 20s minutes from him. Jay Crowder had a decent game last game in 27 minutes. I think he's a bit interesting. He's a guy that can contribute in a lot of different ways. And Marshawn Beauchamp probably gets a little more run as well. So a lot of guys do benefit here with Middleton out, but I think mainly it would be Connaughton and Crowder of the guys that I think get the biggest minutes bump. And you might see them dust off one of these guys at, at the end of the bench. Uh, but uh, again, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be enough for me to get to any of those guys. All right, Golden State and Houston. So the big news is Draymond Green is expected to play. Uh, now, he, he did say he's going to be on a limit. We don't know exactly what that limit is. So... Don't think we can get to Draymond, but what that does is it kind of makes the front court a bit riskier. It makes Looney riskier. It makes Kaminga riskier. It makes Saric riskier. I don't necessarily think it affects the guards too much, uh, but I think it, it makes the front court guys all uh, riskier options. Now at the top, Steph Curry, 9.4K in a good spot. Love his ceiling, right? He is always one of those guys that has a massive ceiling. Now, if you compare Steph to some of the other spinups in the slate, Steph probably has a bit of a lower floor, right? You know, we have Giannis on the slate. We have Embiid, we have Anthony Davis, we have Sabonis. I would say those guys all have you know higher floors than Steph Curry, but Curry has a similar ceiling to those guys, and it's a great spot. So yeah, I'm always fine firing up some Steph Curry in tournaments. I will say, I think Chris Paul is still a little bit too cheap right now for his role. Now with Draymond back, I don't think it affects Chris Paul's minutes. I think his assist numbers probably drop a bit. He's averaging over 10 assists a game for the first two games. So I do think the assist numbers drop a bit, but I still think Chris Paul is going to play low 30s minutes. So I still like him at the price point. Clay Thompson, like I said, I just never know what to do with him. Fine for tournaments. Does have a ceiling he's making a shots, but eh, eh. Raymond, hopefully we get some clarity on what exactly the minutes limit is. If we get the news that the limit's like 25 minutes, then yeah, I think you could sprinkle in a little Draymond, but probably not going to do it in his first game back. And then, yeah, guys like Looney, Kaminga, Sarge, I'll become a bit riskier. We'll see what they do with the starting lineup. Um, if they shift Looney to the bench, if they bring Chris Paul off the bench, uh, I wouldn't be worried if Chris Paul comes to the bench. Still think he'd play good minutes. But uh, again, I think the front court's all riskier. Kaminga, we know he's a good point per minute guy. I played 26 minutes last game. I think his minutes go down a bit here with Draymond back. I think Moody's minutes go down a bit. Sarge, I think, will lose minutes as well. Uh, so yeah, Draymond being back definitely hurts a, a good amount of these Golden State Warriors. All right, let's talk about Houston. So my boy, Shen Goon, a guy that I'm high on. Uh, you guys know I've been high on since his rookie season. Uh, had a massive game last game against the Spurs, 58 fancy points. But when I played at no ownership, was absolutely smashing. How about random foul trouble to mess a blowout when I play, right? Next day, when I don't click them, 60 bomb for Shingoon. More proof, right? Just write it down. More proof. No one runs worse. 
Uh, but yeah, Shingun at 7-5. I still like his ceiling quite a bit. Played 36 minutes in regulation. Um, stuff in the stat sheet. Yeah, sign me up for Shingun still. Van Fleet, we saw a big game from him. He was kind of quiet in the preseason, quiet week uh, in the first game. But we finally saw the big game from him. He also saw 40 minutes in regulation. So in an up-tempo game here against Golden State, uh, I'm okay with Van Fleet. I think it would prefer... I think I would prefer Van Fleet to Jalen Green. But Jalen Green's still fine. You know, still a guy that has the ceiling. He's knocking down his shots. Jabari Smith feels a little bit too cheap right now for a guy that should play 30-plus minutes. I think he's relatively safe. Dylan Brooks feels priced about right. I'm not going to do a ton of the peripheral stats, but, you know, should be out there for 30-plus minutes, assuming he can stay out of foul trouble. I don't really know if I get to anyone off the bench. You're seeing some Thompson. You're seeing some Tate, some Bullock, some Jeff Green. It's kind of a gross bench. I don't think I'm going to get to any of the Rockets bench players. Portland and Philadelphia. So no Anthony Simons. He's out four to six weeks. Uh, and I talked about this in the stream. How Newton Henderson, wide range outcomes because he's very foul prone. He's like Cade Cunningham-esque for a guard. Always in foul trouble. Well, you saw it last game. Cade, or Scoot got some ownership. Five fouls. Lost a lot of minutes. So um, with... No Anthony Simons. I think your safest plays for Portland are going to be Shane Sharp and Malcolm Brogdon. Sharp should start. He played 41 minutes last game. He's probably your safest play. And then Brogdon off the bench should play good minutes. Uh, so I think those two are your safest options. Now, the guy that has a wide range of outcomes is Scoot Henderson. He's out of foul trouble. This guy's still, you know, I like his ceiling. But early on in his rookie year, you know, he's the, the play's been very up and down and, again, very foul prone. That's the issue with Scoot. The two kind of more veterans on this team, DeAndre Ayton and Jeremy Grant, are fine. Uh, Ayton going up against Embiid definitely has some foul risk. Robert Williams will split time with him. Um, I don't love either. Jeremy Grant's been a little bit quiet to start the year. He did have some big games for Portland last year. So I think he's a little bit sneaky. I think a lot of people will focus on the guards. But don't completely rule out Jeremy Grant, who does have a ceiling as well. And then value options, I don't think I can stomach Thibel. He started the first couple games. I just, ooh, I don't think you could pay me to play him. Uh, Kamara, the rookie, I think is a little bit interesting. If I was going to take a shot in one of these like unowned value plays, I think I would take a shot in the rookie. Stat sheet stuffer, uh, 23 minutes last game. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a little bit interesting. If the game blows out, which I think this game does, this game could blow out. Portland's really bad. Kamara would probably play in the blowout. So I do think he's a little bit interesting. Philadelphia, still no Harden, um, I believe. Uh, let's see. I don't think he'll be available Sunday, too. I know he's out Saturday. I don't think he'll be available Sunday. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it. But, yeah, Embiid, again, they're playing today uh, in a couple hours. So, we'll see how that game goes. But, assuming nothing weird happens, assuming no injuries, then, yeah, Joel Embiid at the top of 10-7. I think we'll go straight if you can afford him. Maxi, Harris, Melton, Oubre. These are all guys you got to use to bump without Harden. Maxi 7-9, Harris 6-9, Oubre 5-6, Melton 5-4. I like the ceiling the most on Maxi, but all four of these guys are firmly in play for me. I don't think I get to the value plays. Paul Reed, he'll play the backup five. He's too expensive. Pat Beverly, PJ, Tucker, right? They're just, yeah, yeah. Again, guys, I don't think you could pay me to play right now. I'm not playing the dust of Danny Green either. No, thank you. So it's mainly Embiid and the top guys, Maxi, Harris, Oubre, Melton. Lakers and Kings. So I see Darvin Ham was just flat out lying on the LeBron quote. Oh, you know, 20 minutes. That's where we're going to be looking for him for the regular season. And next game, 35 minutes. So more coaches lying. What's new? Uh, but yeah, 80 at 9-1, LeBron at 8-9. Give me Anthony Davis over LeBron. He played 39 minutes last game as well. I like this price point a good amount for AD in a good spot. My boy Sabonis, really good in the offensive end. Not the best defender. So 
I think Anthony Davis is a really high ceiling here. LeBron is fine too. I do prefer AD to LeBron. If you think LeBron plays 35 minutes again, then I think he's a good play. If you think he plays 29 minutes again, I would fade. So whatever, whatever you think happens over LeBron's minutes, I don't know what to make of it. D'Lo, he played decent at 5-7, did get benched down the stretch. I do want to mention that. Last couple minutes, he got benched uh, for Gabe Vincent, who played really well. So I thought the minutes would be more secure for D'Lo, but we still saw them close with Gabe Vincent. So that is something you have to keep in the back of your mind. But D'Lo should still play 30-plus minutes. It is a good matchup. So I like his ceiling. I think I prefer him to Reeves at a summer price point. But I think you, you can make the argument that maybe Reeves is a little bit safer. But I think the ceiling is a bit higher on D'Lo. Wood, Jackson, Hayes, again, they're going to split the center position. Wood getting a little more run right now. Again, okay for tournaments. Orion Prince came right back down to earth. Again, he had a bit of an outlier shooting game, game one. Game two, only 18 minutes, two fantasy points for Prince. But if he starts again, you can still look to him. Gabe Vincent was the guy I mentioned. I mentioned him in the Patreon stream too, how I liked him as a contrarian play. I liked him as a pivot uh, off of some of the Suns chalk value the other night. And yeah, he had a good game. He played 35 minutes too. So Gabe Vincent is a little bit interesting there at 4K. Rui Hashimura has been really quiet to start the year, not getting a lot of run either. 3.9K, still think he's fine for tournaments. And that's it for the Lakers. Let's talk about the Kings. So the Kings, you got my boy Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. And De'Aaron Fox is so consistent of low start through three quarters, and then it completely takes over in the fourth quarter. I've never seen anything like it from a player who is just like always starts slow and then just absolutely smashes in the fourth quarter. I will say for, for the prop betting market, I think it's interesting of taking overs on Sabonis in the first half and taking overs on De'Aaron Fox in the second half because it really is something else. Like Sabonis is always the guy that, that starts strong and then he just defers to Fox in the fourth quarter. So it's really rare that you see something like this, but it, it's really how the Kings have ran their offense the last year, year plus. It's Sabonis dominates early, and it's a Fox. That, it's Fox that takes over late. Now, it's not every time that happens, but most of the time, that is what happens. So, uh, yeah, Sabonis at 9-9, Fox at 8-7. Both are good plays, in my opinion. I think Sabonis is a bit safer, assuming he can stay out of foul trouble. Stat sheet stuffer should play mid-30s minutes. De'Aaron Fox, we know, has a ceiling, a bit of a lower floor. Uh, but uh, yeah, like both the main Kings guys. Now the wings, you got Murray, Barnes, and Herter. I think my favorite option here would be Keegan Murray. He played 40 minutes last game, so I think right now his minutes are the most secure. Herter's minutes have not been great to start the year, 24 and 16, and then Harrison Barnes should probably plays around 30 minutes. He's kind of just in, I'm indifferent on him. Monk is always someone I have interested in for tournaments, uh, kind of that boomer bust type play. Uh, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on the stats to trade Lyles. Uh, other bench guys, Duarte, Vezganev, Davion Mitchell, JaVel McGee. If I was going to play one of these guys, I think it would be a 3.2K JaVel McGee, who's a good point per minute guy, will back up Sabonis. And if Sabonis does get in foul trouble, McGee will benefit. So on a small slate, I think you can consider a guy like JaVel McGee. Finally, Spurs and the Clippers. So Spurs, you got Wambayama, 8K. I mean, I do like his ceiling. Now, the minutes have not been great. He's dealt with some foul trouble, but... I think his upside is there. We saw it last game when the game went to overtime, went for 50 fancy points. So I like his ceiling. Definitely not a cash play. You know, guys like Vassell and Keldon Johnson are kind of just filler plays for me. They're, they should play good minutes, but they seem priced about right. The guy that does stand out to me once again, a guy I've been high on to start the year, is Zach Collins. Uh, he should play 30-plus minutes. He's a good point per minute guy, and he shot really bad last game. 0 of 7 from 3, 0 of 4. He's 0 of 11 from 3 to start the year. So imagine if he knocks down a couple threes, which he can definitely do. Um, so I like Zach Collins a good amount here at this price point. Uh, I think he's probably my favorite overall play on the Spurs, but I also have Anderson Jones and Sohan. 
Uh, Trey Jones probably sees, you know, high 20s minutes or so. He closed over Sohan last game, I believe. Okay, Sohan only played 26 minutes, but I think both those guys are decent options. Uh, off the bench, you're seeing Shetty, Branham, Bassey, McDermott. Again, I would say Bassey's a somewhat similar play to like what JaVel McGee is. Um, Chetty Osman, I think if I had to play bench guy, would be him. 22 and 23 minutes. I think he's he's interesting on this slate. And finally, the Clippers. So Clippers, we'll keep it on the status of, of uh, Terrence Mann. If he misses, you should get Covington still in the starting lineup. Uh, so the top three guys, Paul George, Kawhi, Westbrook. I think Paul George and Kawhi are safe options. We know what we're getting out of these guys. You know, this is where the offense is run. They're both, in my opinion, a bit underpriced. So I like the two main Clippers guys to get them out. Westbrook also feels a little bit too cheap. I know he didn't have the best game last game, but still played 37 minutes. I'm expecting mid-30s minutes from Westbrook. So I like the main three Clippers guys here. Now, what I wanted to mention here for the Clippers, too, is they ran small ball last game. Dubach only played 19 minutes. Lumley only played 12. They ran a lot of, like, Batum slash Covington at the five last game, which the Clippers can do that. They can do that at times, go small. So that does make Zubach and Plumley a bit riskier here. Still, Zubach is the guy that has a ceiling. Uh, we saw game one. But if they go small at times, that, that makes his minutes not as secure. High usage guys off the bench, Norman Powell and Bones Highland are playable for tournaments. Norman at 4-9, Bones Highland at 4-3. These are both guys that will chuck when they're on the court. Uh, Robert Covington started uh, and should start again if there's no Terrence Mann. I play around 20 minutes. But the big, guy, or the big difference here is Batum, who went from 9 minutes to 30 minutes. So if you think the Clippers go small again, I think a 3.5K Nick Batum is interesting. Again, though, if Mann plays, then Mann probably starts. And then that would make the minutes riskier for guys like Covington and Batum. So it wouldn't be, I, wouldn't, I probably would stay away from those guys if Terrence Mann does play tomorrow. All right, so that'll wrap it up for the video. I know it was a bit of a shorter one, but did want to get this up and recorded early. I'll upload this uh, set like tonight. So if any late break news happens, I apologize. It won't be covered in this video. Uh, but really do appreciate your guys' support. Let's try to aim for 100 likes on this video. Like I said, we are not taking a day off. Still playing NBA DFS, even on NFL Sunday. So appreciate it, guys. Good luck, and we'll see you in the next one.